Welcome into the Harvest Friends. We are here to bring you the confidence and clarity you need to be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places of life. I'm Abigail Wilson. I'm Andrew Stroud. I'm Keith Jones. Hey guys, so we are here today to talk about kids in church. We have been kind of teasing you guys with this episode for a couple of weeks, but we really are going to talk about it this one. So we're excited. It's going to be good. But first we have a few announcements. Yeah, so um, the first announcement, guys, is the same one we've been talking about. We've got a weekly newsletter that goes out called Harvest Highlights. We would love for you to receive it. A big part of what we're trying to do is be in the harvest ourselves, but then also put out to our listening community um, content, resources that we found helpful either in our local areas or that we've come across the Internet. And so that is all found in our weekly email Harvest Highlights. You can get it for free in your email inbox every Sunday morning. All you've got to do is sign up and you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes to this episode or in the description to this video. Or if you just like to make things difficult, you can go to our website, <laughs> intotheharvest.org slash newsletter, and you can sign up there. Keith, what do you got for us? Oh, yeah. You find yourself locked at home, not doing anything? That's okay, friends. We, uh, we need your help. We need reviews. We need to get this podcast out there. So if you are on YouTube, watching us from YouTube, or however you watch your podcast, please leave us a five-star review, the highest you can leave, if you think it's that quality. Uh, but more people are going to see it, and uh, more people are going to be engaged. So me and my wife, Steph, we're actually not on social media right now. So if you haven't seen us in a while, I do apologize. But we're going to do our reviews too, guys. So help. I'm excited. I actually haven't written a review for us either. Um, so maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll review us. I'll review you guys. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then um, you can review me. That'll be fine. Whatever. I mean, as long as it's a perfect score, that's all exactly. that matters. Exactly. Let's go. Um, all right. Cool. Friends. Yes. Do those things. Um, but now let's get into the topic that we have at hand, which is very close to my own personal heart because I have three kids. Um, who are under the age of 10. Uh, Keith has little ones running around at his house. Andrew has tons of experience with children <laughs> through the ages. <laughs> and I think um, the big thing that we want to discuss today is how to have church with our kids in the harvest. Uh, and that is something that maybe all of us have just started doing in the last few years. So um, it's very important and it's a topic that comes up a lot. In fact, you guys listening have sent us messages about this one a bunch, so we know you care about it too. So we're going to get into it. Um, but what we want you to know is that we kind of based our conversation off of a YouTube video that we all watched um, by some friends of ours. We're going to link it in the show notes, I believe. Is that correct? Zach, yes. can you do that for us? Um, so our friends, the Wilsons um, up in New York State, uh, put together a video where they just talk about um, how they incorporate kids into their own church. And it's very detailed and it's really great. Um, it's just their own personal experience. But we thought that would just be a nice place to start. And we can kind of riff off of that of maybe things we do differently or things that mm -hmm. we thought were really great. Um, and then you can also, um, when you have time, go and watch that video as well. I can't remember how long it was. I yeah, I just watched it, like, it uh, recently. I, th mm -hmm. I think it was about 12 minutes. Yeah. That's not right? Yeah, yeah that it's was right. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not a long thing, and um, so we definitely recommend you doing that, and we'll be referencing it during that conversation. So <clears throat> let's start. Guys, would you mind, um, so you both watch the video, and then maybe you could just share with our listeners how maybe the way they do things and how you guys are doing things in your own church, how they differ. Like, let's start with differences. Yeah, I can start us off. And then, Lakeith, why don't you um, share your thoughts as well? Right now, we've got um, two different home churches, and then every three or four weeks, we'll do a, a combined gathering. And I think, Abigail, we should say just off the top here that children in the harvest is a pretty big topic. Um, it's it's really something that goes, or, or children in church is a big topic. It's something that goes Monday through Sunday. We're going to be talking specifically about how do you deal with children in your your Sunday gathering, or maybe you gather at a different time. But most house churches are gathering once a week. Uh, a lot of us gather on Sunday mornings, and we're talking specifically today about how do you handle children in your house church gathering, because that's probably one of the, I would say, one of the top three challenges of being church in the harvest and, and doing home church for sure. So for us, we've got the two different uh, church gatherings that meet on Sunday morning. And then, like I said, we, we combine the groups um, typically about once a month. And the way that um, one of the differences I saw between the video that the Wilsons did and the way we've been practicing things is they do a three-thirds format for their Sunday gathering. And ours is more... Um, a, a two seconds, I guess. We have two two major divisions of our time together. We start off with something we call share and prayer, which is an open forum where anyone can share. Uh, it's kind of our time of worship. So people will share where they've seen the Lord at work in their lives or in the world around them, giving praise to Him. Or if there's something that they're anxious about or there's a need they're aware of, then they can share that as well. And then... Um, We'll spend time praying together as a church family. And then the second half of our time together is time at the feet of Jesus, where we'll spend time in the scriptures together, asking the Lord to teach us from the word of God. And we will, uh, we'll be learning how to follow him together as, as, a, as a flock. He's the good shepherd and he's leading us. And we typically have, um, we rotate the, uh, the leadership for that time. Different, more mature members lead the uh, discussion of that passage. And so that was one thing that was a little bit different is just the format that they have. And that came into play because they, they handle their time with children based on the, the two, the two, the three thirds process. Yeah. So Keith, anything that I missed that you would, uh, that you would put in or other differences you saw in the video? Yeah, just, I mean, honestly, the big difference that I've seen is that um, they're a little further ahead than us, like, uh, especially with our Tuesday night groups and, uh, some of our, our group too, as far as our Sunday uh, home gathering, um, I think they're really intentional with the kids. And uh, for me, this was a big learning experience. I think we've had a lot of questions and a lot of things just come up over the years, but they uh, did a good job of like, uh, just being intentional with the time with the kids. And um, yeah, so I think that was probably the big difference. I think uh, it's been a challenge for us to be intentional because uh, we just haven't had too many groups like ours. Hearing from another group that meets in the home uh, on a week-by-week -week basis with children uh, was really helpful. And, you know, having little kids of our own, I think we got a little bit more guidance and directional 
things we could try to implement and see how it goes and, mm-hmm. and then others that, that may not, you know, work. So. So how old are the kids in your churches? Um, those two uh, church gatherings that you have there. Yeah. So our oldest son, Aiden is nine and then Avery is five. She'll be six. This, this That's kind of crazy. And then uh, the McCoys, uh, Levi is three and um, baby Mary is one. So I got to say, they've modeled a huge shout out to Heather and Ben McCoy. You guys have rocked. And great watching them and how they've uh, set up their kids. It was very similar to the No Place Left video we watched uh, from the Wilson. So uh, they've been a good inspiration. So I think for us, the general family specifically, we're going to try to tighten up some of those things and implement them so that we can, you know, join that, that process. Got to be examples as people, you know, introduce kids into the community. So maybe to to those listening, you haven't watched the video yet, so we're going to kind of tell you some things. Um, And I'll maybe do that just because ours is very similar to what they're doing. So I'll talk about that. Um, So essentially, uh, from the beginning, you know, Brett and I really wanted to implement our children as much as possible. But there's always that... um, that push and pull of either you have people in your church that don't have kids and boy, do I just like look in their eyes and see like the fear and also the like, you know, horror when they see your children, children like running at them and you're like, Oh yeah, sorry. They're loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you have that kind of sense of like apology just going in, but you also know how important it is to disciple your children and have them be a part of your faith and the, the church, the church body. Uh, so that I think is always the balance that we're all feeling all the time is that kids are just by nature a little bit difficult um, and add a little extra. And then also kids are amazing and awesome and are really like tiny sponges that just pick up spiritual truth really quickly and can memorize scripture really fast and really can add an amazing addition to your churches. So um, we. We have done different things over the years. For a long time, we just had uh, babysitters like come and take care of the kids, almost like a, a nursery type situation when they were little. Um, and then as we added children into our mix, we had some teenagers for a while, and they were just obviously part of our normal church. They were just like everybody else. Um, <clears throat> and then we, uh, when we started to have like those... Uh, those, I guess, elementary age kids is really when we started to be challenged that we needed to do more and help them more um, to be a part in some way. So that video um, that the Wilsons did really helped Brett and I just talk about how we wanted to incorporate our kids. So just what is a reasonable expectation of different ages? So for like uh, Justice, who's four, um, we felt like the expectation there was let's try to get justice to be quiet for longer than two minutes. Well, that's hard, (laughs) but it's possible. Um, And we have uh, like other small children in our church. And so we really did try to incorporate them into that first little part of church, like intro time of, you know, prayer and singing um, of like you guys, like praise and worship time. Like that's about all they can handle. And that's about all we ask of them. <clears throat> and then as our kids are getting older progressively, um, we try to add them in for longer periods. I always said, um, 
and it's always bad to say things before they've, you know, like you say things about being a parent before you actually reach that age. Um, but I always said that when my kids got to the age where they could read, then I would make them be a part of our time in the word. Um, but until then, it was really like harsh to make a kid sit through like a whole discussion on scripture when they can't even read it. You guys just rough. Um, other people have different opinions, but that was mine. But then that happened and my oldest learned to read and I was like, Ooh, this is going to be a lot harder than I thought. He's over there playing with all the other kids. And now I'm going to be like, Hey dude, I'm going to need you to come out of that awesome <laughs> fun room. Come in here and sit with us. You know, like that was, that was like a rough, <laughs> a rough thing to do. So, um, but God really took care of it for us. We had another nine-year-old as well. The parent, we, all the parents kind of got together. We were like, we're doing this. We're going to give them like a goal to reach of like how many like studies they have to do with us. And by then they'll be used to it and we'll give them a treat at the end. So we use bribery because we're awesome. <laughs> and so we did that and like it was peer pressure. The two nine-year-olds, they were both having to do it. So two people were having to miss out on fun. Um, you know, from week to week, they would like one of them would be excited. The other one wouldn't. And so they always kind of helped each other get excited and into it. Um, and it was just a real godsend to have that happen. So, yeah, we do look a lot like the Wilson's Church. Our older kids are in the middle part of our our time. Um, and the Wilson's, they do the three-thirds process, and the last part of the three-thirds is practice. Yeah. And I think their kids come back in for the practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think they say something like, we invite the children to come back in to practice. Well. I think they must have more spiritual children than we do because we invite our children to come back in and practice. And literally the only thing our children like to practice is the Lord's Supper. And I bet you all know why. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so we'll invite them back in and they are all like, we're okay playing things. Bye. <laughs> so um, anyway, that was very long. I'm sorry, but um, hopefully people maybe can get a better picture of sort of how we're, asking and dividing our time for our kids. Um, so what were some other things that stuck out to you? Keith, you were saying you noticed that they were maybe a little farther along. Give an example of like something that stuck out to you that you would want to implement. Yeah, just the fact that their kids are uh, looking at uh, being a part of the fellowship. That's something that they can take outside into the harvest too, because I know a big part of our episode is children in the harvest. So I think the fact that their kids are think they're trying to help their kids see like, hey, I should be airing this with my friends and it's okay to quote verses to my friends or to help them see, you know, the good news. Um, so I think that that was really cool that, um, they were so, I guess, intentional with their time with the children that they wanted them to walk away in the same manner that the adults walked away with something to share with somebody else. So I think that was, uh, that was pretty eye opening. Yeah. Um, I, I think for us, we realized that having them sit in that first part of church where everyone is kind of sharing about how their week went and people they share the gospel with and, you know, things going on in workplaces and out in the world, the kids started to see that that was something that they could do. And we also, after watching that video, started asking our kids. So everyone kind of has a turn to share. And so we started giving our kids turns to share. Um, which is harder than you think, because once you give the kid a floor to speak from, if they're an extrovert, it's going to be hard to take it back. But 
that's all part of the learning process. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, just having like saying to them, Hey, Aiden, how was your week? Like, how was your time? Mm-hmm. You know, did, were you obedient to God this week in some way? And they have like a Bible verse to share or something that kind of makes them feel apart. And we implemented high fives into our church. So, um, and we do it to the adults too, which the kids really love. So if I was obedient in the last week and like, maybe there was, I don't know, like, let's say I wanted to share with my neighbor and I did it and I would say, Hey, I did. I shared with my neighbor. Then like all the kids like come over and like give you a high five. And it's like very exciting. That's smart. We had to add some like kid friendly implements, and <laughs> but hey, the adults like it too, right? So, yeah, I think that's one of the big differences between traditional church and home church is the the, the big value is actually integration and participation, and so one of the things that's a challenge is having children in your gatherings, but it's also one of the high values that we have. You know, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. And I was reminded um, as I was thinking about our conversation today that, you know, it was a young boy who had the, the, um, the five loaves and the two fish. So there, there were children who were hanging out with Jesus and listening mm-hmm. to his teachings and they were going all day. Um, but the expectations are going are, are gonna to need to be different, and the way it plays out is going to be different. And one thing that can really – they actually mentioned this on the video. Um, Lindsay mentioned this, that she – because of her background in traditional church, when they first began to transition to home church, um, she was really stressed out because what traditional church sort of teaches you is that there needs to be this really serene experience, at least um, – unless you're charismatic. If you're charismatic, it might be uh, just the opposite. Like there needs to be some sort of exciting um, event happening. But for, for a lot of churches, the goal is to have a very quiet, peaceful, serene service where you sit and you listen and you're not distracted. Um, well, home church, the, the value is where there's a lot of interaction between the people who are, who are there. Um, and, you know, you want your children to get the benefits of that as well. And so I think um, it really comes into the values that we have, that having children with us, to have them integrated, it is a challenge, but it's also one of our highest values. It's something that we want to see happen. Yeah, and I think we talked about this, Andrew, when we were talking about Francis Chan's book, and I was so excited to read in his book how he said that, you know, church in the wild, so to speak, is going to be wild. And I like mm-hmm. highlighted that because I was just, it, I felt it so strongly. Like it's still hard, even to this day, after seven years mm-hmm. of doing church this way, that mm-hmm. I still kind of miss or at least expect somehow that church is going to be this quiet, reflective time. And it's not that way at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, my quiet, reflective times are at a different time. <laughs> like they're just not what they, it, what we think anyway. Um, right. Right. But you know, so th- there's the other side of that coin too, and they talk about this in the video as well, which is, so So one thing that has to happen, I think, is that our expectations and our ideal has to shift. It's got to move more towards, we want to have the children with us, and we accept and embrace that it's going to be a little more chaotic. But that's good, because we act, it can be good, because we actually want them to be engaged. We don't want to just um, export them to the nursery or to children's church where they're out of sight and oftentimes out of mind. We actually do want them to be integrated 
in what we're doing. But the flip side of that is you, you don't want just chaos. You don't want the children to just completely take over the gathering. And I thought they had some really good, um, some really good thoughts on that as well in terms of what to do on the day of the gathering, but also what to do before the gathering even starts in your parenting. So maybe we could um, talk a little bit about that. What did you guys, did you you guys have any thoughts about what they shared there? They're very structured. Um, They're like the intentional super types, um, which boy, major props to them. Like Lindsay talked about how she practices with her kids for sitting for certain lengths of time and they like kind of build up. And I guess she's doing that like throughout the week, like it's super mom. See, um, we did is... that, Abigail. Like, did, have you done that with your kids? I know Cindy and I did that when our kids were younger. I'm gonna, I'm like starting to sweat. I'm getting PTSD. <laughs> um, friends, just know that my background from the navigators, God bless them, the military navs, was this thing called blanket time. Um, and did you guys do blanket time, Andrew? Oh, we oh, did. We did. We did it all. We did blanket time. We oh, did chair time. Oh. Anyway, I did it. <laughs> so, guys, look it up. It's a thing, and I did it, and I've taught people how to do it. Um, <clears throat> I think since then, um, and here's where I maybe differ from what she talks about in the video. And I even I I did it too. So I'm not. I, it's a great thing. What I have found is the more we are in the harvest, as in with broken and um, baby Christians or like just or just seeking the Lord, um, the level of discipline, excuse me, the level of discipline, the level level of parenting period is way, way different from like our awesome like nav communities where everyone had been a Christian like forever. And we were all learning from other people who'd been doing it. And they taught us how to do blanket time with our children, et cetera. So I had to really take a huge step back, not, not just in like teaching that to other moms or like sharing that with them. Um, but it's really trying to take baby steps as far as um, both modeling and expectation for families that come into our home. So I think what she has to say in that part of the video is really great if you personally are like ready to take on the challenge of teaching your kids respectful quietness and discipline. Um, It's really, really good. Uh, I immediately did start to sweat because I knew like just those that come into our home and what what our expectations of them really are. Mm. And it's, it's different. So I don't, I mean, I don't know what you guys think about that as far as um, even your community probably looks different from ours, but um, we, we, I felt like we had some families through time, like not even in our church now that, I mean, their kids were just crazy little tornadoes <laughs> um, to where, you know, like we hid stuff before they came over <laughs> it was like hide any toy that you really care about because prepare for some toy destruction um and so i think we've had to learn what can you um set as an expectation in your house church for that time that most children can can know that this is an expectation for this time whether my parent is like this all the time or not does that make sense yeah it does 
and I think it's I think it's both and. Sorry, sorry, Keith, go ahead and jump in there. No, I was just saying I agree with Abby. I think that uh, I, I love the point that you're bringing up because uh, yeah, people do come from background different backgrounds. You know, I know for us having a blended family, you know, with two kids and uh, trying to integrate some of the stuff is not as easy as it as it would be. You know, so I think. I'm able to take a deep breath. Like, okay. Like, uh, the early church was trying to figure out, was it okay to, to drink and, and get drunk beforehand and eat all the food for the game, you know, like, so, uh, there's just the struggles that we have. I think it's okay to extend grace in the area and to know that these are good problems to have. We want, um, our children to be a part of the service. It's going to come at a cost, but that's okay. Like it's, it's a process we're willing to endure. So, but there has to be some, uh, patience and grace in there. Yeah, that's why I say I think it's both ends. I think for us as parents, um, there's so much that our kids are so much more capable than we give them credit for. And I've often said that that one of the top goals that you should have between the age of zero and six is to impart self-control to your kids. And one of the simplest ways to impart self-control is to have the, to teach them how to to sit still. <laughs> and uh, it it really isn't something that that takes, I don't think it, it's something that takes a whole lot of, of effort, but it does take consistency and, and being intentional with your kids. And I think they even mentioned the video of starting off with, you know, five minutes. And I think that that's true. So teaching your kid to look at a book or giving them some, some materials and letting them draw or color. Um, and, and then just doing that throughout the week. And it's really not, I don't think it's really that that big of an ask. So for us as parents, I think we should be doing that with our kids, especially if we're leaders within the church, if we're modeling not just uh, the Christian life, but parenting. And then I think the flip side is, yes, as you're reaching people who don't come from that background or who already have kids who maybe they're seven, eight years old, they haven't been taught that self-control, or maybe they're just super high energy. Um we need to accommodate that. Our expectations for the gathering need to adjust based on the people who are in the gathering. So that's why I think it's both ends. Like for us as parents, it's something that we can definitely do and try to model at the same time, appreciating that other people are coming from, from different backgrounds and have different value systems. Yeah. I, I wrote an article about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe we can also link it here as well if you haven't had a chance to read it. Just kind of the things that I picked up um, about uh, kids in Church in the Harvest. And one of the things I think is the struggle, and that's kind of where this plays a part, is you know the comparison of comparing your kids to other kids, and you know being like, oh man, like their child is just happily sitting there, and mine is running around like a crazy person. Um, and it's really having to just face that and not just ignore it or pretend like it's not happening, but just address it in yourself. And either one, you know, I can do a better job at home, like a hundred percent and fix this problem or two, I don't, I'm not going to. And so now I'm going to have to be okay with the consequence of that. You know, <laughs> those are the two options. <laughs> and, um, uh, and I think, um, our part as the body of Christ meeting together is then um, modeling. So we, you know, are doing those things, Andrew, you know, we are trying to discipline and teach our children boundaries and all these things at home. And then just like casually talking about it in the church setting. And then also, by the way, like 
full on doing discipline in the middle of church. It happens. <laughs> so it, does um, happen. it it really does. So I, I think being okay with that too, of like having to pull a kid out and have a conversation or put your hand on their leg to remind them, you know, <laughs> that they're talking for too long, whatever. Um, I think those are all like part of then others just soaking that in, whether they have kids already and their kids are not to that point yet, or, you know, like just, it's all, we're all learning this together. This is truly church. Like the church family is a family that is meeting together and then dealing with life together, which kids are life. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's a great point. Abby. I'm glad you brought that up because, but yeah, you're going to watch other people like you're going to learn from them. So I can remember, uh, I would say probably, probably five separate, separate instances, instances. I can't talk right now where Andrew, uh, had to discipline his kids, uh, during a gathering or at home or something. And I got to observe how he did that, you know, fast forward, uh, several years later, here I am, you know, and, uh, I at least have something to go off of now, you know, I have seen it real time, uh, real freakouts and real, you know, real, real action and how he responded. So now I can uh, mimic that and see what works and what doesn't work. But I do think that's important to me now is that we have to model not only our lives and our devotion to God, but the way we interact with our families and the way we get some plan our families for the next generation to see too. So, yeah, I, um, I think now that I have kids and they're very much a part of church and I see our older church members and our single church members and and just how everyone loves our kids is Mm. really does bring everyone together. Um, We're obviously doing zoom church right now as you probably are incorporating that into your lives as well. And it was really sweet this last week. One of our like people in our church was like, we miss your kids. Like, because we, they were just off in a different room at the time. And so they're like, bring them in, you know? And so mm, Chris Justice cute. came in and like did a monologue and, you know, it was, <laughs> but I, I do, it really does bring a church together to really right. sharing all of our parts with each other, even the really messy stuff. And kids usually fall into that category. Um, all right. Is there anything, we don't have too much time left. Is there any more we want to discuss in this video? Like maybe, um, one solid takeaway that you personally, you know, you don't have to, whatever, whatever you want to share. <laughs> well, I think um, for me, maybe one of the takeaways, I like their idea of doing the the 10 minute tag out. Um, that was mine. You just took it. Oh, sorry. Well, I haven't <laughs> no, defined it yet. So it is my, <laughs> I really do want to try this out because we've been yeah. trying to do the uh, sign up. Hey, want, the, these adults will watch the kids this week and we'll just do the rotation um, for for the time when the kids are dismissed, so to speak, and we've got some. Our our kids are pretty young. I'd, I'd say we've probably got, um, man, Keith. I don't know off the top of my head, five or six below the age of five. Um, mm-hmm. so they probably aren't going to be able to sit through at, at that age. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's going to be some supervision that needs to happen um, during our gatherings, and so. They had the idea of instead of having one person take it for the whole event, um, set a timer and every 10 minutes just have a new volunteer go out and and keep an eye on things. So I thought that would be um, maybe a more workable model because we have been having some trouble 
with the science. It just takes, it's a whole new, another level of organization that you, you have to try to keep up with. And so I like the idea of just show up the day of and then just take turns kind of rotating out for the 30 or 40 minutes that, that the kids need some supervision. So I really we like that love idea. It. We love yeah. it. I'll just add my two. That was mine as well. We took that from the video over a year ago and started implementing it. And we really, it works really great. Um, it works great not only in our small house churches, but then when we have our big gatherings once a month, um, we'd still do it there too. And so it's implementing a whole bunch of other kids and a whole bunch of other parents, but we all do it the same way. And I think my favorite things about it is one, you know, it takes away that whole like sign up sheet business, which yeah. is just so stressful. Like maybe somebody misses a week and then, you know, as they get off track and blah, 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 <laughs> it's just a hot mess. Um, and, and then I think having just 10 minutes, you really don't miss too much of the discussion. So I always felt like it ended up with the kids, like so much of the time. And I would get a bad attitude sitting in there with a bunch of children, just sharing <laughs> my personal feelings. <laughs> and so it was just really, it's nice just to be able to share that load. And I think all the parents are happy to do that. Just, you know, 10 minutes is not long. Um, and, you know, depending on how many kids and parents you have, it could be just that one, 10 minutes or maybe just two. So um, it's really great. You guys should try it. That was, that was clutch. Yeah, those are good guys. I, that's a good one. I think uh, for me, I just realized that we have like a huge responsibility and a huge like window of opportunity to, yeah, kind of set the pace uh, because we haven't over the years and we haven't been here before. Like if you go back two years ago, life was completely different, you know? So now we're here. It's like the new Testament, they have this opportunity to be like, Hey, Paul's writing them like, Hey, you're not doing well on this, but if you, if you address it now, take advantage of this opportunity, you can really capitalize. So uh, I think I'm just motivated to, you know, do all the little things. Like I do think that maybe working from home, probably not every day, but yeah, having some times where we're doing, you know, breathing time or, you know, something where they are being a little bit quiet because, I think we do realize as leaders that we're going to have to set the pace and like be the example. So we can't, uh, can't be too lax in this, uh, yeah. in this situation, but it's fun. Like I like, I like the challenge. It's cool. So. Yeah. I think Keith, that's a great place to maybe end. Um, if you are listening and you have not implemented any of these types of things of like really intentionally adding your kids into church or what that looks like, do watch this video for sure. It's a great place to start. Um, but also, if you are at home during this quarantine time, um, maybe just take a, a day to do pretend church with your kids. So you do it exactly like you do it when you meet together. So we, you know, do three, the three thirds. You guys have two halves, whatever it may be, but just do a kid version of it and talk about how you're like, this is what we do. Do you know what mommy and daddy do when we go to church at wherever? Well, this is what we do. Let's all do it together. Then the kids really get a sense of the whole thing, even though they probably won't be incorporated in all of it, but they'll understand at least the core aspects of church. And then you can talk about as a family, like what are the parts that you could be a part of when we meet at, you know, at Mr. Andrew's house or wherever. Um, and that's a great way to just use this time, you know, as while we are all like hanging out at home. Well, we're really, yeah. anyway. So, um, yeah, hopefully that is helpful to you guys listening. We know this is a huge topic. You probably have questions. We'd love to hear them. You can always leave us a comment or a call-in 
questions. We would love to hear about it. Um, so let's keep this conversation going. Guys, it's been fun to talk about. I really appreciate all of your insights as always. And we'll see you again next week, friends. Yeah, next week, guys. Bye, laters. Bye. Thanks for being part of our community. If you find this podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to listen to it. You can share it on social media with your friends. Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible.